a big sip. This is so great. I definitely need like to start taking some sips because it's how I get my liquid courage going on. Otherwise, I get so nervous and shy. I'm nervous too. Why are you nervous? You know. You do this. You do this too. <laughs> Why are you nervous? I haven't done this in like four months. Damn. It's been a while, huh? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Well, then I'm so stoked to have you here. It's so crazy because as I'm sitting here, I'm literally remembering like the first time I met you, how blown my mind was because it went from like someone you follow on Instagram to literally I was like, we at the same party right now. And Lena had just been like, we just got here like two days ago. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was like that was like one of well. One of the first times for me, I was like, obviously following you like online, you know, just kind of met through George, just just through social media, and then just like going to that event and just knocking out like another IRL uh, person. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, shit, this is the real deal. This is Gabby from the Big Sip. Okay, we here. We at Ashes and Diamonds, Bordeaux and Beats. Let's yes, go. Bordeaux and Beats, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm talking to Jamel, the brains behind Music in the Bottle podcast, like. Yes. So it was. I just remember, like, it went from getting excited about seeing you tasting duckhorn wine during <laughs> your music in the bottle podcast and being like, Hey, I'm like, we make a sparkling. And yep, then, yep. and then literally like that conversation to then like seeing you in person and just being able to break bread with you and drink an endless amount of crazy. wine with you. It's just so my mind still cannot wrap itself around like the beautiful things that we've been able to experience yes. just in the last like three, three, four months. That's so been awesome. That's been awesome. I'm blessed and happy to be here. Well, I'm so excited that you got in this chair. All right, y'all. This is Gabriela here on The Big Sip. Really excited, but also lightweight, super emotional right now because the people that I have in the studio right now have quickly become just amazing, beautiful friends. And I just cannot believe that the journey, I don't want to say is coming to an end because this isn't the last time I'm going to see y'all. But at the same time, it's like we went from just only following each other on Instagram to the, now literally being able to just kick back and, and hang out with each other. And all of this was thanks to the Roots Fund and just the incredible opportunities that they grant so many people of color who are curious to dive deeper into the wine industry. And so it is so amazing that I'm literally sitting here with Jamel from Music in the Bottle podcast who hey. literally came. Hey, hey, hey. who <laughs> literally came here. And I mean, I, from one, you know, probably have taken a break from Music in the Bottle podcast with which I'm sure, you know, you feel some type of way about that. I'm over here like, no, stay longer. Please right. don't leave now. <laughs> and I know you're probably so eager to get back to doing so many amazing yes, things. Yes. But uh, just the fact that you were able to come here, the fact that we were able to meet, the fact that we were able to take those moments where it's like fangirling, right, on, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And then all of a sudden, like getting to meet you in person. Exactly. And I'm just like, you, you've you actually been doing your internship with Height Sellers for the last, what, three, four months now? Yep, I got out here in July. So July 19th, uh, drove cross country from Michigan to Napa. I uh, started work on July 20th, and um, here we are. <laughs> yeah, so. Feeling so many types of ways. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is my last week at work, too, so it's just like all like coming to 
like not an end. I know. Like I'm you like, said, what we but, <laughs> but like it's, to uh, the end of one chapter and another yeah, one's going to start writing exactly, itself. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But there's like this like bittersweet sadness to that also that at least that I'm feeling. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, well, when's the next time I'm going to see them? I'm, that means I have to fly to Detroit, Michigan, which isn't impossible. It's not. It's um, not. Now it just means I got friends. I, know, I got homies I around the globe. Nobody likes to come to the Midwest, but I get it because it's cold. So <laughs> I, get it, I, get it. I struggle here. And yet, <laughs> it is probably not even close to as cold as it probably oh, yeah. is in certain parts. We've been getting snow this week, so. No, oh, well, then I'm, I'm sure you're glad that you're not there quite just yet. Exactly. Wait, so you said you drove here. What what was the point in driving here? Was it because you wanted to still have access to a car and, like, moving around? Or, like, you took advantage of, like, a cross-country trip right, right beforehand? Like, what did even just the journey getting here entail? Yeah, so when I interviewed with Heights, um, you know, they said that they didn't have houses or anything like that and they asked if I drove and I was like yeah I drive here at home <laughs> so I'm like what does that mean uh so they're like oh yeah like we don't do housing um you know yada 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 which I kind of assumed as much so it felt like my only option was to just take my car across country which I've done a couple trips to the west with my wife we did a two-week road trip where we went to like Utah Colorado Montana so cool. Uh, so like I was used to the drive, but um, I was like, I need wheels at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. um, we're just going to make this drive back out west. The trip out was more of driving with a purpose. We left Friday, got here Sunday night to Vallejo, and I started work that Monday. That's so, wild. Yeah. So. I would be exhausted. I'd be like, can I please like get acclimated and adjusted one time real quick? <laughs> I know. Like, it was like like the quickest like transition of life like it was just like literally we woke up left friday drove all the way to like the edge of nebraska friday night saturday woke up drove to salt lake city utah and then from salt lake city utah sunday morning we made our way to vallejo at like 5 p.m and then all of a sudden you're a completely different environment literally literally what was it like to even just process that mentally it was hard uh it was really hard again like waking up monday morning one i didn't know where like heights was in relation to vallejo at the time so Mm -hmm. i'm like what time do i need to set my alarm what's traffic looking like like i don't know any of this and then obviously leaving my wife uh that early in the morning and that abrupt was just kind of crazy and then once i got to heights though it just kind of like everything just like it felt right. Um, like I was doing training the first day, but I made a post on Instagram, like, you know, like I'm here, like I'm interning, I'm happy to announce, yada, yada, yada. And just to see like the love and support and like the shares from all of that. And then just to even like meet people from that. Like I had a, a lot of people like in the DMs, just like, hey, like I'm in Napa too. Here's my number. I love uh, that. Yada, yada, yada. So yeah, it was like, like that made it feel like, okay, like it's going to be tough, but I already have this community behind me like day one so yeah and I can't even imagine how good that must feel because again you're like uprooting your whole life everything that you know your daily routine and going to a place where I mean first thing like you said you're like I gotta get to work tomorrow and I don't even know how far this place (laughs) is where I'm going I don't know what time I need to get up like (laughs) I still need to go to Target tonight to get some stuff for work like I still need lunch like I I can't put like a tea time on live and be like hold on pause real quick like let me figure some things out you're just like sink or swim and you've been swimming 
Thank you. Thank You've you. been swimming. I appreciate that. <laughs> so so aside from like, who I know you knew George. Did you know anybody else before you were coming here? Or how did how did you get involved with the Roots Fund and learn about those opportunities to get you the internship with Height Sellers? And maybe even before that, if you want to talk about what you were doing previously before that whole experience and opportunity came yeah, up. Yeah, so I think George, honestly, was the only person that I like had met in person prior to coming out here. Uh, He was originally in Michigan, so uh, we've connected just through the podcast. He was one, or he was my first guest on Music in the Bottle. Yeah, so the podcast essentially is why I'm out here. Like, I always tell myself, like, if I don't hit record on episode one, like, I'm not in California right now. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Shout out to the podcast. Through the podcast, you know, we talk about music, uh, life, uh, just two black guys getting together, um, just having these open conversations, kicking it. But we're doing that over wine. So our goal is to, you know, make wine more accessible to our friends that are, you know, sticking to the hard liquors. We're like, no, like this is there's this other beverage out there that can get you feeling a certain you know, type you know, of way. You know, so um, <laughs> I mean, we've had our fun <laughs> yeah. since we've been here. <laughs> yes. Yes. So through that, I like started going down this rabbit hole of like learning about the wines that we were bringing to the podcast through social media, I was just, you know, engaging with a bunch of other black people in wine. I've heard about Wine Unify. Mm-hmm. So I took my W set through them. It's uh, amazing. Yeah, got my level one certification done. And from there, like I learned a little bit about the winemaking process. Uh, so that was like another avenue that I was thinking about going down. Winemaking specifically or just production in general? Learning like what goes into like that production side like I come like I come from a front of the house background Mm -hmm. uh so I was super curious in that and uh shout out to George he actually tagged me in a post that the Roots Fund was looking for interns for Harvest and I was like you know what shoot my shot why not like I've already shot my shot for Wine Unify got that I'm just gonna send over my stuff to the Roots Fund if they reach out cool if not you know I'm going to see how high I can <laughs> yeah, take this Exactly. when we so, took it all the way to California. Exactly. So they, uh, <laughs> they reached out and originally, like I said, you know, like if there's an opportunity somewhere, like maybe even in the Midwest or like maybe even the Finger Lakes, like I'll go to New York. Like I was still like skeptical about coming out West. Um, and then... Uh, Why was that? I mean... I don't know. Like, I was just like... Why would the Finger Lakes feel more more comfortable? Is it just a little closer to home? I don't know. Like, the weather. Like, I'm used to the weather. Like, I'm used to, like, the time. Like, <laughs> Too much change. Yeah, Too much change. Yeah. So, um, I told <laughs> Abina that first. And then, like, things at my old job. Like, I was kind of done working in the hotel industry. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Like, Abina, if you got somewhere in Napa... Let me know. Like, I'm down to go. I, like, told the wife about it. I'm like, yeah, like, this is probably what I'm doing. So, <laughs> so wife, I hope you support me. Yes, and she does fully. So That's uh, amazing. Shout out to her. Ha- shout out to her. Major props. Yes. But yeah, so George tagged me in that post. I shot my shot, and then the rest is history from there. I, Like I said, I got matched up with Heights and had an interview with them. Abina got me ready for the interview. We did like some uh, mock stuff like prior to me. Um, getting on the actual call with Heights. They reached back out like a week after the interview and said, hey, like, we'd like to have you. And I was like, all right, this is this is real. Okay, here we go. And now you and have all this beautiful knowledge and experience do, yes. that you've been able to garner. I have, yes. Do you ever look at just like yourself kind of like out of body and wonder like, would you ever have had access to things like this if it wasn't for organizations like Why Unify or like the Roots Fund or finding other types of ways for you to really have like fully 
100% all in invested in yourself and in trying to grow your wine knowledge and your wine career and, and all of everything right. that you've really been able to gain through your experience here. It definitely would have been way harder for sure. Like you can do anything that you put your mind to. It's something Facts. that I'm big on. But having this group, organizations that support you and want to see people like you succeed because they are people like you, obviously just makes it that much more, you know, grateful and thankful and, and like worth it to come out here and do it or, or to go wherever, like whether it's here in Napa or whether you're going to Oregon, France, South Africa, whatever. Like, Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes, <laughs> wherever, like having these organizations that are for you like a hundred percent and want to see you succeed and want to see the change in the wine industry with more people that look like us mm -hmm. uh yeah it definitely just makes it like people always say like oh like don't ask for help you, you know but you know like it's nice to have people that look out for you and are looking to see you succeed so and who um, understand your struggles too probably yeah. right there's this like unspoken nature where you don't necessarily have to almost feel like you need to justify the reasons for the questions right. that you have or or maybe some confusion and guidance in a certain direction. It's like they, they've they gone through those experiences, so they're able to help without mm -hmm. you feeling all of the guilt that comes with that right, sometimes yeah. with simply having to ask the question or ask for the help. Definitely, definitely. So I'm forever thankful for both of those organizations. I always think back, and my co-host will say the same thing. I told him, I was like, yo, like Wine Unified just said that I was one of the recipients. And um, he like knew from the jump, he was like, yo, like that's just another like door that's like, you know, like a podcast is a podcast. But now like, you know, like we have access to this family, this community that's mm -hmm. going to help build the show, but also get our story out there, get my story out there. So yeah, it's I'm just forever grateful. I'm blessed and happy to be here. Blessings on blessings <laughs> on blessings. I love it. I love it. You briefly mentioned, you know, that what you love too is seeing that the Roots Fund, you know, they're they're working hard to pave a world, pave an industry that looks a lot more colorful, mm -hmm. that gives opportunities for people who look like us. What are some of the changes that you're really hopeful for that you also think the industry needs to adopt? So like being out here in Napa too, like, you know, it's great to have this community of folks like us that, you know, are for each other a hundred percent, but it, it's still kind of just this small community. Mm -hmm. And I'm just ready for just more people to get out here. And I think like with our stories of, you know, hey, like we came from Michigan or, you know, like we're here from wherever to do harvest in California and we're trying to make the change, which, which I think will help get more people, you know, that are, you know, like nervous to come out here like I was at first just to be like, oh, like I can do it. Like I can get out there. I can be the change. Like we are the change mm -hmm. that's happening like mm -hmm. in this industry. So it's changing, but you know, there's still work to be done again, like being out here, like to be a part of the change has been great, but I'm ready to, you know, see just everything just grow exponentially yeah, just just like turn up a notch and we like literally flip this thing upside down you know i'm just learning the basics of everything you know different varietals like where they're from just all this basic knowledge and then there's just so many doors you can go down you know like if you want to go into production if you want to go into sales like distribution like there's just so much stuff that you can do in this industry you know like if you want to stay in the front of the house and you know you know be an estate director you know be a tasting room manager be whatever uh there's just so many doors and like i think it's still a market that's just not even fully tapped yet so mm -hmm. uh having all of us come in and like you know take over some of these jobs and positions and like be the change like i said again i'm just hoping that like brings like a wave of 
more, more people. change. Yeah. yeah, more change, more people. When you think about your experience here the last couple of months and, you know, going back to Michigan and thinking about that next step in your life, how do you plan on utilizing what you've learned here and in what ways do you see it applying towards your next move and, and what you're hoping to accomplish? Yeah, so um, I was talking to someone last week, I believe, and um, it was just like, hey, like, you know, like, it's sad that you're leaving, you know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, you've gained this community. You've learned a lot while here. And even though you're leaving Napa, you're taking a piece of Napa back home with you, which mm -hmm. is more important, truly, at the end of the day to mm -hmm. build something like what we have here, you know, back at home, um, mm -hmm. which is something that, you know, was on my mind uh, prior to coming out here as well. Like we're on episode, I think we've got 80 episodes completely like recorded of the podcast. That's insane. <laughs> Super and <crazy>. it's so hard. <laughs> Super As we're sitting here, I'm like, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, so we got like 80 episodes like recorded. I think um, 74 are published right now. Uh, but we got like, like we have stuff and we're going to keep going. But, you know, like we were like, okay, like once we get to 100, like let's just like let's just play around with like a live event. Like let's invite family, friends, you know, whatever. We can lock down a venue back at home. Let's just try something live. Um, so like there's been thoughts of that, uh, which have now just kind of grown since I've been out here. There's been thoughts of like leading virtual tastings to the podcast. Mm. So our goal is to like obviously still do the podcast, but to make that like more than just a podcast. Mm -hmm. So where I'm the one that's in charge of like a virtual tasting, we're incorporating music, do, you know, music events. And, you know, I'm curating the wine that's going to go with those events. Uh, so there's just a lot that I'm just ready to get back and just like hit the drawing board and just let that just, creativity yeah, flow. Just, just There's so many different avenues that you can take. And I love just your face when you were talking about that for everybody who's clearly not here <laughs> to watch it was just like lighting up yeah. as you were talking about like a pop up show, yeah. you know, music in the bottle pop up and being able to incorporate other people so that they can feel the energy, like feel the love that like you clearly yeah. have for this industry for wine and being able to have them also adopt that. And yeah. I think virtual tastings, if you were to do that through music in the bottle, you obviously already have a follow. Following, you have people mm -hmm. invested and in that way you get to grow people's love for wine and right. you get to bring education and you get to bring the knowledge to also a community and to just a group of people who sometimes don't have access to even going to experience formal wine tasting yeah. experiences now you get to do it virtually which is what I tr like so love about the virtual yeah. space um, I think the hard part about um, you know sometimes doing things or solely relying on things happening in person is knowing that there's a, a whole group of people that you essentially leave out who mm -hmm. might never be able to fly out to Napa Valley or who might right. never be able to go to the Finger Lakes and experience wine there or Oregon or so many yeah. other places. And virtually you then get to connect that and bring it to them as opposed to them having to go through all of these loops and right. jumps yep. to try to just get the access to it. So I, I think, you know, one, it totally speaks to the journey that's totally been handed to you in terms of the accessibility and you turning right back around and now wanting to give it yeah, to yeah, others. It's, and it's such a beautiful thing. It, it feels good too. Like I told myself, everybody, like the podcast started the height of COVID. So March of 2020, you know, we, uh, decided to finally just say, fuck it, let's, uh, let's just hit record and see what happens. 
Um, Let's get drunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that too. That part too. Um, but yeah, we we just decided to just go with it and um, just to see, like, again, where it's come from that time. Um, you know, like, it's my baby. Like, it's my passion project, which I'm trying to, you know, turn into something that is able to, you know, be monetary full time. Look at it, hundred percent. Um, so uh, that's a goal, and we. We set out, we were like, hey, like, let's do 100 episodes. If it's trash after 100 and, like, nobody's listening, it's like, okay, we did 100. We did what we could. You know, we spent some time. But, you know, I think, again, having George on episode five and then just constantly, like, that consistency of just, like, releasing content, publishing episodes uh, was just, like, what got us rolling. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we... We saw some traction like 10 episodes in. And then we and also. Now you have a huge following. Yeah. And then we also started to find our groove and we got a little bit better. Um, but yeah, like it's just like something that, you know, we set out this plan. 100, if it sucks, it sucks. <laughs> we, we tried it. 100's a big commitment. <laughs> I'm is, like, it's actually it a lot of it time is. that would go into 100 episodes it and is. editing and yes. scheduling interviews and just yes. planning the whole thing out. Whew, it's a yeah. hefty goal. Yeah, but we're almost to 100 now, and it's like, let's get to 500, let's get to 1,000, let's let's just keep this thing going. You're so. like, there's so much still to dive into yeah. and talk about, and so many more people to like hear from and topics to discuss, exactly. and yeah. I think that's the cool part. I had never before I even knew about your podcast and followed you, even thought about the idea of music and wine going together in the way that you guys present it on your podcast. Where did that initial creation come from and the idea that there's so much synergy between wine and music, right? And how you can feel about maybe enjoying something, a place in time, kind of freezing that place in time. Music certainly derives the same sentiment. Talk to me a little bit about the creation behind the podcast and and I guess like what do you find most appealing and fun when it comes to pairing the music that you're going to be talking about with certain wine? Yeah, so uh, the whole music aspect really came about uh, me and my co-host, Daryl. We would always get together uh, prior to the podcast and just catch up on life. Uh, Yo, like you listen to that new Brent Fayaz. Yo, like you listen to the new Drake. You you listen to that new Kanye. So that was our conversations that we had um, (laughs) prior to the podcast. And because we didn't see each other, so like it was just a catching up thing, like How's the family doing? Like, what's like, what's going on? And then I started to bring like wine to those, and you know, this was like way back when, like two thousand, early two thousand nineteen, maybe. Just random red blends from you know the grocery store, just trying it out, and uh, we enjoyed that, and that's just kind of what got the podcast thought going. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just kind of hashed out some different names, and we were like, oh yeah, 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 this, this, and that, music in the bottle. Boom, perfect. It flows. It's, not it's out brilliant. There. I don't see anyone with that name, so I think it's ours. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, so Trademark that, it. Right. We do got the LLC behind everything. So there are, you go. There are, you uh, go. Planning and building. Yeah, I see yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're set there. But yeah, so that was the like the basis of the podcast was just me and him just getting together, talking about the same stuff that we're talking about on the podcast. We just decided to Let's just try it on a show and see what happens. As the show kind of like progressed, you know, you do 
feel certain ways, like when you're drinking certain wines. So uh, we just cover new music on the podcast. So everything that comes out, we'll just kind of pick our, you know, like the top artists and some like artists that people may not know about and we'll cover them. Um, but as far as like pairing music and wine, that's like a whole thing that we haven't even dived into the podcast yet. But it's something that, you know, is on our bucket list to like incorporate more, obviously, with like um, copyrights and things like that, playing music on uh, the podcast. On the podcast, you know, yeah. You, a little bit more typical. You can only do certain snippets and things like that. <laughs> but uh, we did collaborate with another podcast uh, just to get our insight on what we thought about um, just how music paired with wine. And, um, you know, we paired like some Bordeaux blends, uh, just some just some like more rich, uh, bold red wines with, you know, more R&B feels. So mm. Snow Allegra, uh, something that just <laughs> yes. kind of brings out more of that red wine vibe. And then more happy sounds like, um, I'm trying to think what we paired, like Happy by Pharrell, Pharrell. for example. Mm-hmm. So like just stuff that, you know, fits more, for more of like a sparkling wine mood. That like light, a, bright. Yeah, exactly. So um, we started to dive into that a little bit and we're looking forward to obviously incorporating more of that into the podcast as the show grows. Well, I just think everything behind the podcast is so dope. And like I said, I had never even heard of, of that concept beforehand. And I just, I'd love to tune in to several of the episodes and just hear your guys's banter going back and forth. And I'm excited to see the next steps and growth now that you've been here for these last couple of months and seeing, you know, what does that new direction look like now when, when you're going back home? Yeah. Are there any like fears that are coming up for you or any fears that came up for you before coming here? Challenges, especially since I know you said you really started that podcast like during COVID and the pandemic getting started. How has that shifted and changed throughout now the last, oh my gosh, we're going on two years of being in this pandemic. I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Um, there, there aren't really any fears um, that I can just think of off the top of my head. Like everything... It's just all positive energy that's going back home. Shout out to, again, my co-host, our engineer, Wayne. He's also has added like video components to the podcast. So that started episode 26. So episode 26 through 74, it's all on YouTube as well. So we have have video components. Uh, While I'm away, he's been stepping in and he's actually in front of the mic. So the podcast still has gone on like while I've been doing my thing out here. Um, so I'm just grateful for them to just obviously keep, keep it going, you know, like to keep the show going and to keep the vision going. And, um, again, like there's no fears, like they're, they're all ready for me to get back. They were trying to get out here. <laughs> um, but I think the plan is like once, like once I get home and regroup, we figure out what's next. You know, the goal is to make the show, not just a local show in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but to also, you know, travel for that. So whether that's coming back out here to Napa, to do a show with the big sip oh hell or, yeah let's pencil <laughs> it know. in 2022 yep, you know it's all possible you know so <laughs> we're we're definitely ready to just you know pack up our stuff and you know just be you know again like just what's next just do stuff wherever we are like whether it's here in napa whether it's in atlanta whether it's in detroit whether it's you know in chicago wherever it may be like we want to be able to you know have this show and continue to build the audience from there. So. I love that. But there's and no fears. There's there's definitely no fears. Uh, like I said, being being out here has, you know, like I've overcome some fear, which uh, hmm. makes going back home and like whatever's next, you know, like I just feel open to 
whatever doors, you know, happen to open for us or for me. Well, that's amazing to know that at least you've overcome some fears Mm -hmm. and that you're embracing all of the positivity. There's definitely unknown, right? And and so many things that we do, but it doesn't have to be a scary thing. It could just be like, well, this is a chance for whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it can be a beautiful, crazy, you know, story, um, but one that will, will feel good. Certainly like your experiences here in the industry, what are, what are some of like the biggest lessons and like learning moments that you've been able to take? away from the last several months that you've been here yeah so speaking on like where i work in specific so working at heights um i work at a tasting room back in michigan so i started working um, at a small craft winery modalis uh in finville michigan back in february so as i was doing the show and like you know diving into wine i'm like why don't i like work like in a tasting room I came from, you know, a hospitality background anyways, working in hotels. I was like, mm-hmm. let's let's try this wine thing out. So I was working <laughs> there part time and um, coming from that winery, which is, again, like super small craft winery, but they're doing some great things like in the Midwest. Um, coming from that to come to Heights, which isn't necessarily like large production, but larger than anything that I've seen. Right. <laughs> so um, just being around that much um capacity of like wine was like almost like a culture shock or like you know like it just felt foreign to me because like Mm -hmm. i was like oh there's barrels here there's a whole other you know room dedicated to barrels facility with (laughs) barrels there's actually three other facilities with barrels of wine and just all this stuff was just like super new and then again working harvest like was very new to me as well uh so i was very like humbled and like you know just kind of put back in place about like what was really going on uh i had never really dealt with like a, a lot of the tools that are used you know growing up like i didn't have to do any of that like i didn't mm-hmm. have to like work on like cars growing up or like i didn't have to do anything like it was just all foreign to me so mm-hmm. also, like just learning how to even use like just some of the basic tools that people use every day like around their house was something that I found very beneficial. Yes, I found like the wine beneficial and learning about wine, but it was just, just like the normal stuff that, oh shoot, like I've, I've never used this wrench before, like, <laughs> but now I know how to use this. Oh, like I know how to use these clamps and gaskets. Like I, like everything finally started to make sense after, you know, like a couple weeks of like doing it. That was like a big thing for me that was just like, again, like something so foreign Um, being able to just realize that this is what I'm doing. I'm here to learn. Um, I know it's hard, but actually doing the work um, and learning it and having the mindset to want to learn it was something that was uh, really big for me. Other than that, uh, just being out here too and just being away from home and the time difference. uh, So Michigan is three hours behind. So. um, Oh yeah. I bet that's been a hard adjustment, at least at first. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, trying to connect with, you know, family, with the wife, the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, so everything has just been, like, this, like, ongoing adjustment. And, you know, you you just really figure it out. But there are some rough days that happen. And it's just, like, remembering, like, why you're out here what you're doing this for, who mm-hmm. you're doing this for at the end of the day to, you know, just see that there's a bigger picture, you know, despite the troubles of not being able to get on the podcast and not, you know, talk to, you know, my mom or talk to my brother or my wife. But, you know, there's this bigger purpose to why all, all of this is happening. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, you're also investing in you, right, yeah. in your own growth. And I'm sure it feels amazing to also 
when you look back on these experiences to feel like you truly feel like a more like well-rounded holistic person in so many different facets of your life right like not just wine but in who you are how you show up like the knowledge that you've been able to attain in and outside of the wine industry the community that you've been able to form and like you said whether you're in Michigan or whether you're coming back to Napa for trips like there is community there are Mm -hmm. people who love you who will welcome you with open arms and no one can ever take that away from you nobody 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 Nobody. and I absolutely love that have you ever felt like there were too many challenges and barriers into even trying to get into the industry not from like a front of house position or or did you not really ever experience any barriers to entry into the wine industry um so i didn't like specifically like experience any barriers but i think just as a you know just as a black male just just in general just wine just was white like no for sure like that's all i saw um until you know again shout out to george you know like having a black psalm as our first guest on the podcast was you know just like oh shit like there's black people in wine, you know, seeing my favorite basketball players, Dwayne Wade, like having his own wine label, wine label, uh, just, just like seeing that in a sport that I love and with players that I love, I was like, okay, like there are some people that look like me that are into wine. Mm -hmm. Uh, watching the movie Uncorked on Netflix was like really big for me. I was like, Oh, what is this that he's doing? What master song? Like what, like, like, what like what is this stuff yeah and i didn't know that people like us were you know even able to do it until i started seeing it in media you know being around george seeing you know like my favorite players you know buying their wine brands Mm -hmm. and then like i said just seeing all of that and then becoming that um that's so beautiful (laughs) so like seeing it and then just like hey like if, if there's other people out here I can be just like them. And, that can you be know, me. Yeah, so. Representation is so important because it of is. that. It really, truly is. And I love that you used all of those examples, whether it was George, whether it was basketball and, you know, the influencers and athletes who who show you every single day, you know, that these are the spaces in which you can exist. And, yeah, it's for sure that movie on Netflix, Uncorked, I think the one thing that I was super emotionally attached to in terms of messaging was like, here's this person who maybe, you know, at least I know like certainly in the Latino households, like there is this image that your parents have for Mm -hmm. you and like what they want you to do. And you have to make money because historically, Mm -hmm. maybe generationally, like you've never come from it. And yet you are that child that's supposed to, you know, basically break all of the negative generational cycles. that's never allowed your family to have an abundance into certain things. Mm -hmm. And yet sometimes that comes with the sacrifice of you not being able to pursue your own passions Mm -hmm. and that movie and so many of these experiences just show like at the end of the day, like what we care for, like what we're looking to do also matters. Yes, we can want to be and be in this pursuit of like what our parents hope for for us, but it's also so important that we continue to hope and that we continue dreaming and that we bring into fruition the type of life that we also want to have. It's it's very important. You know, like he, 
you know, his dad wants him to like take over the family business. Yeah, like, I know. You know, <laughs> you know, like you're taking over the barbecue as your but, business, you know. <laughs> Stop thinking about this wine nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean like to see him like and to struggle to even like, you know, get to, you know, France or wherever it was, he, you know, was going to take the test and um just like to deal with like loss during that time as well, where he is trying to figure out himself, but also he's dealing with a lot back at home, which can essentially bring you back home and take you away from your mm-hmm. journey. But for him to just still keep his eyes like on the prize and what he wanted to do was just like, again, just that representation of, oh shit, like I know it's just a movie, but damn, like this is like, okay. Like, we can make it happen. Exactly. We can make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. We always just have to look to the things that inspire us to kind of mm-hmm. keep us rolling and moving forward. Right. Definitely. What, what would you pinpoint as your your inspirations for your constant drive? I think my inspiration is just like being the one in my family that, you know, people have always like, there's something that they saw in me. More specifically, my dad's side of the family. I went to um, an event uh, that my sister put on. My dad passed away in 05. And um, we put on this event and like hearing like some of his friends come to that event and speak and they're like looking at me and just saying like hey like you were the one that was going to you know like be something and I was like people thought I was going to be something I was like people thought I was going to be something like what like it's, it's crazy but um my dad comes from a city where you know like you get stuck like you get stuck it's it, it, it's like quicksand like mm-hmm. you know like you can't get out of you know that certain environment like that's that's just what you do your whole life. Like you just, you know, you grow up there, you live there, you die there. And um, I think I'm showing, you know, like my nieces and nephews, like all of my family there that, you know, you can travel the world, like you can get out of, you know, that little city, like that little bubble and like experience like what life has to offer. Uh, so that's like something that's like super big to me is just to show the people in my family, um, even like my friends back at home where I'm from, is another city where like you just get stuck in those places and it's cool like if you are doing some cool things there but there's just so much more to see and like right. life life is too short to just kind of sit back and wait for something to happen you kind of have to go make that happen yeah I really appreciate in hearing you talk about that again the positivity that you bring because I, I was getting emotional hearing you talk about it because there's uh, so much relatability that I that I can feel in that for multiple reasons but I think the biggest thing in how I view things that which is very different from how you viewed them I always felt like that was so much pressure and I was like shoot like what if I fail right like there are so many people writing on me like how can one person like carry this weight on basically needing to show a whole generation Mm -hmm. that's coming in that like you can be all of this and hearing you talk about it, you view it with such a positive lens as, you know, something that you proudfully want to showcase as opposed to viewing it as a burden. And I don't view it as a burden anymore, but it's crazy how at certain points in your life, sometimes it it, it can take a toll on you and you do feel guilty because what if you don't exceed or do all of these, you know, things and expectations that people have for you. Do you feel like a failure then in that sense? And more than anything, it really just sounds like everything to you is, is 
you know, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be a learning lesson, but what we're going to do at the end of the day is show like what's possible, what Mm -hmm. you want to dream. Like you can truly achieve. You just got to put the mother work, do the damn thing. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that's honestly what I'm here to do is just to, again, like I was the first person in my like immediate family to go to college. So just like starting with that and, you know, just being around again, my dad's family and just hearing those words from like his friends and what they saw, like for me when I was three, four, like, like who sees that in someone like mm-hmm. at a, such a young age that, Hey, like he's not going to be stuck in the hood. He's not going to be in the projects. He's not going to sell drugs. He's not going to do this or that. Like that's going to be someone that like makes it out. And just to hear that, like, because I, I could have been that person. Like I, like I could have, gone down that route but you know I had this community of family or like this just people that like probably like when I didn't even know it they just like turned me the other way like no like you're not going there and mm-hmm. I had no idea at the mm-hmm. time um so community's big yeah so just to be like okay like these people have my back so like I gotta have their back and just to show them that there's more out there than you know what they're used to and what they're able to do so mm. I love that. It's so beautiful. It is. It's so beautiful. It is. What gets you the most excited then in continuing the journey? Just the opportunities that are out there. Like there's just so much to do and I want to accomplish as much as I can. Um, when my like creative brain gets going, it's just like, shit, let's just keep going. Like, let's, <laughs> again, like let's just. No limits. Let's just throw this on the dartboard and if it sticks, it sticks and let's just try it. Let's just, just start throwing stuff out there and, and, and just see what works because that's what you have to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Like if you sit there and say, oh, like let's wait until, you know, this happens, then it's never going to happen. So like just getting out there, you know, coming out here doing harvest, like I knew I wanted to do that to bring a more well-rounded aspect to the front of the house feel. You know, I feel like a great storyteller. Like, I enjoy, like, how I present the podcast on social media. I enjoy how I'm able to talk about wine in the tasting room. So, again, just, like, getting this full-rounded aspect of wine is what I came out here to do. Obviously, to connect with everyone as well. But, um, yeah, just, like, there's just so much out there for me um, that is still to be solved or to be found. So, just just to know that... If I can do this, I can do that. Mm-hmm. If I can do that, then I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that's honestly just what keeps me going is that there's just so much out there to still be the first to do or still be in, you know, the market to, you know, do this or that podcast. It's still a very untapped market. So, you know, like there's your favorite shows that are, you know, doing great, but there's still only like maybe 10, 12 of those shows that you know, you hear about all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, or that you consistently listen right. to. Yeah. You know, like we can be that 13th, 14th show that people are consistently yes, listening sir. to. So. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. So how do people stay connected? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me. On He's Instagram. like, make sure you follow me first. Uh, <laughs> my Instagram is a, a little bit in the lacking department because we're re, rebranding the Instagram. But J underscore F-A-V is in Victor. Uh, the podcast is where you'll find a lot of the journeys. Um, we're currently on Instagram, working on the actual website. Uh, we're working on merch for that as well. Ooh, but the, uh, but they the, got stickers, though, because I got one. Oh, yeah. Stickers <laughs> are out. If, if you need a sticker, just reach out. I got you. Um, but podcast is Music in the Bottle podcast on Instagram, um, MITB pod on Twitter. 
and then Music in the Bottle podcast on Facebook. So Instagram is where, you know, we get the most love and we kind of show the most love. So uh, head there and again, show us on Apple, Spotify. Stream them wherever you get your pods. Wherever you get your pods. Tap in, listen, grab yourself a bottle of wine, listen to what they got to talk about and share. Have a good time. Get ready to vibe. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to now know you as a person. Like you were such a beautiful person. I have so much love for you. I can't wait to continue this friendship. I don't care. We're by coastal now and it's a friendship that's never going to end and you have family here. You have a community here and I'm so stoked to see you create what you have found here and build it back home in Michigan and beyond and be able to impact so many more lives and we just getting started. Let's go. We here. We here. We here. Cheers, my friend. Mmm, the big sip.